today on The Lab Report, we're going to talk about something called SNPs. Single nucleotide polymorphisms. We're talking genetics. That's right. Get your textbook out. The world of medicine can be challenging. Clinicians and patients are always looking for more options, more effective treatments, and in the end, more answers. Functional and integrative medicine focuses on addressing root causes of disease. Here at Genova Diagnostics, we've watched this field evolve and grow for over 35 years. We've not only adapted, we've led. Join us as we talk about functional medicine, laboratory testing, and optimizing health. Welcome to the Lab Report. Steven's hair is getting really long. I know. I offered him a scrunchie. I know. And he was going to shave his head into a mohawk. Well, maybe. You never know. Well, we'll see. Hello. Hi, Michael Chapman. Hi, Patty Devers. Welcome to the How's Lab it Report. Going? It's going so well. Thanks. Good. Welcome. Glad to hear it. Well, thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. Hi, everyone. This is the Lab Report. It is. This is a podcast brought to you by Genova Diagnostics. And we're going to talk about functional medicine, specialty lab testing, integrative therapeutics, and SNPs. Wow. You're getting ahead of yourself. No, that's what we're talking about. Oh, I'm not getting ahead of myself. It is. That's exactly what we're going to be talking about today. And if you like our discussion on SNPs, you should go to iTunes, Spotify, and you should subscribe to this podcast. Yeah, and the others. Even, I think it actually, once you subscribe, you really you get the whole package. So yeah. it's a great deal. So even if you have a SNP, you could probably still hit the subscribe button. Yeah, and it costs nothing. Right. And to have get, a SNP? No. Oh, it's free. to subscribe to the iTunes. Both. Oh, right. Both. Okay. Let's and, do that. Uh, yeah, so what a bargain, huh? <laughs> That's us. Providing Wait, bargains. But not only doing that that bargain hitting of the subscribe button, we should rate, review, leave us some feedback there. Do that. You can contact us. You can do that too. Mm-hmm. You could send an email if you're uh, feeling in the mood to do that. You could yeah. email podcast at gdx.net and right. one of us will uh, get back to you on that. Yeah, please do that. Well, you're right. Today we're talking about SNPs. And before we do that, what you know, I was just thinking what that every once in a while, it's good to have a little bit of a pick-me-up. What kind of pick me up? Well, uh, just in what, general. Like what? I'm scared of you. You've got a really strange you look on your face. Me? Well, more so than it's, usual. Wow. Okay. <laughs> New dynamic in our relationship. Fear. <laughs> Did not know that. Really, I was trying to comfort you because I was just Go thinking, ahead. I'd added this thing to the board that I said I was going to a long time ago. Okay. But remember Will Cole, how we talked about How can you forget Will Cole? I know, right? Yeah, I mean, part of our ongoing process improvement plan mm-hmm. here at Genova Diagnostics and here at the lab report, we gather feedback, and here's a little bit of feedback that we got. You guys are really great at this dynamic. Aww. Very, Not everybody's talented. Everybody's a podcast <laughs> host these days. But you guys actually have skills, so I really love it. Wow. Yeah. Thanks, Dr. Cole. Thanks, Will. I appreciate that. Dr. Cole, sorry. <laughs> but, you know, you need that. Like, every we once do. in a while, you need to come in and just yeah. have someone tell you. You guys are really great. <laughs> Positive reinforcement. Right, exactly. Because, you know, you might be having a rough morning. Who knows? And you just need to hear someone say, You guys are really great. (laughs) You're so good to me. Thanks, Michael. (laughs) Yeah, so if you guys are out there and you're practicing functional medicine Uh and you just, you know, I think it would be fair to say on behalf of Wilco, he would want you to know that. (laughs) You guys are really great. So So back to the topic at hand, sir. Yeah, let's do a topic. We were talking about SNPs, single nucleotide polymorphisms. Is that what we were going to do? Yeah. Right, okay. So everyone in functional medicine uses the word SNP. SNP, 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 SNP. Everyone, eh? A lot of them do. A lot of people use the word SNP. Yeah. Single nucleotide polymorphism. And they use words like MTHFR, COMT, blah, 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 blah. What are all these letters? Let's start from the basics. So Michael Chapman, what in your own words is a single nucleotide polymorphism. It's a genetic variant. Great, thanks. There's more to that, right? 
But that's what it is. I mean, it's a genetic variant. It's There are variants in our DNA that each one of us carry. Millions of them, actually. You carry millions. I carry millions. Even sitting here talking to you. We just have them. Got millions of them. It's part of what makes us different, right? Right. Our genes are different from each other. That's by design. And so what these SNPs are is it's a single nucleotide polymorphism. Polymorphism is a really fancy term for Mm. it's something that's different. Morph. Yes. Thank you for the entomology on that. Etymology. All right. Entomology is a study of bugs. And so... A single nucleotide is, if you remember back to genetics, if you mm. did any genetics, nucleotides are the little the A's and C's and T's and G's that make up the ladder of the DNA, that double helix spiral that looks like a ladder. Those little ladder rungs are made up of these nucleotides. So a single nucleotide, meaning in one little of these A's or C's or T's or G's, it's a variant, and that's what a SNP is at its core. Like one's mixed up, like an A is in a... Sp- but where a T should be or That's right. G or C. Exactly. Or yeah. there's just one missing right. or, or something like that. So those are all SNPs. It's really a mutation mm-hmm. if you want to characterize it by the definition of mutation. But the thing, the reason why we don't call it a mutation in general mm-hmm. is because we tend to think of mutation as being like Bad. incompatible with life or yeah. severely detrimental, like lots of clinical conditions. So we don't use that phraseology. Michael? Is that word in the dictionary? For SNPs, because they tend to have little to no impact overall on somebody's physiology or clinical implications. So that's, uh, that's just a little bit of a background on SNPs. Right. Okay, so now that we have characterized what a SNP is, being a variant, and a little bit different from how we tend to think of mutations, mm-hmm. if they're not as clinically significant in a lot of cases, then why do we care about SNPs, why do we talk about them? Well, if we go back to like genetics 101, like Michael said earlier, get out your books. Hmm. So you think about DNA, this double-stranded helix, and a piece of that DNA is a gene. And genes code for various things in our body. It's kind of like a blueprint that allows you to make things like proteins or an enzyme, which is also a protein. Tells you how to build something. Right. So if you know that these genes code for things like proteins and there's an, a variant in the blueprint. It might alter what gets made, whether it's a protein or an enzyme, and that's important because if there's a SNP or a variant in that code, it might give you a different product in the end. Right. Kind of like, oh, I was supposed to have a bathroom here and now I've got a kitchen. <laughs> What's going on? Yeah, that's a variant. This is a different a, difference in the design mm. and kind of affects how I was going to live right. my life in this house. Right. So extrapolate that back into your body where you're right. supposed to have made an enzyme and now it's like a whole different acting enzyme. Yeah. And what happens a lot of times is that variant will be in a place that has an action. Mm-hmm. So for instance... A lot of enzymes require cofactors. Mm-hmm. Like, say there's an enzyme that requires B12 as a cofactor. Maybe that variant is right in the area where B12 binds it to the enzyme to help it work more efficiently. And so that binding will be affected by the variant, and that slows the enzyme down. Right. And as Michael and I have been talking about through this whole show, we look at biochemical pathways, how one metabolite gets to another, one step of a pathway gets to another, and often they require enzymes. And if there's a SNP in the gene that codes for that particular enzyme, it's going to kind of mess up that metabolic pathway. And you'll have some backups there. 
Yeah. So if there's a metabolic backup in a pathway, then that can affect your biochemistry. Mm-hmm. And then over time, that can exacerbate some clinical conditions, right? Because in functional medicine, we're talking about what is the how is the system functioning first? And that usually is, we'll see alterations there before we actually see the manifestation of clinical conditions. So if you're talking about addressing things from a root cause and a functional perspective, SNPs can be an important tool to evaluate, but Hmm. they're not everything. They're not. And I think the bigger point is, like you said, millions of them really have no clinical significance. We're talking about the very select few that actually do. Yes. And even when they do, they're not everything. What do you mean by that? They're not everything because you can compensate for SNPs, right? We all have the different, differing varying of SNPs. <laughs> differing varying? We all have different SNPs. And the fact that we have them doesn't mean that we are destined to develop a clinical condition because of it, Ooh. right? And so there's what's called epigenetics, And epigenetics is the study of how genes are turned on, turned off, how enzymes are produced more or less, enhanced, all this sort of activity that occurs at the gene level that affects expression. And that's different from having a SNP. And so you can do a lot of things that will affect your genetic expression. You can do a lot of things that will also affect how well an enzyme works. Here's an example. MTHFR probably the most common studied SNP in functional medicine. Yeah, it's it's kind of a buzzword in functional medicine and elsewhere. Let's just define what that is. It's an enzyme, 5,10-methyl-tetrahydrofolate reductase. Yeah. That's why we abbreviate it. Yeah, because no one wants to say that. <laughs> no. <laughs> I got lost after the 510. I don't I know. Calculations and Sorry. then long words. It's oh. problematic. But here's what that enzyme does. It takes folate from your diet, dietary folates, and activates it. So it takes these dietary folates and turns it into methylfolate. And that methylfolate is what is used in what's called the methylation cycle. So you'll hear these things interchanged, 5-MTHF, and methylation and the MTHFR, SNP, all these things we talk about with respect to methylation and how well someone's methylation is doing. But the truth is that about 50% of us have an MTHFR SNP, mm. or if not more. And so it's very common. I would dare say that the majority of us have an MTHFR SNP. So it's not like we're all walking around destined to be doomed from a methylation standpoint, <laughs> right? We have means of compensating for SNPs. And in this particular case, you can have adequate dietary folate intake. You can actually consume methyl tetrahydrofolate, the end product of this SNP, in your diet. It's part of a folate profile of vegetables. It's part of a folate profile of meats. So we're getting some of this in our diet that's compensating. The problem is that if we start to run folate deficient, the people who have a SNP are now making, adding fuel to the fire. They're making the situation worse because they're not converting their folate into active folate. So that's what the enzyme does. But the reason why I'm bringing it up is because, like I said, if you are consuming adequate dietary folates, you're compensating for your SNPs. And so you you aren't destined to be doomed from a methylation standpoint. And that's why we talk about evaluating the genes. In this case, we're using the example of MTHFR, evaluating that gene SNP. But you also want to evaluate the actual biochemical pathways that the, that the genes code for. And the classic biomarker to evaluate for this would be homocysteine. And you want to look at both of those things together. You don't want to just treat because someone has a SNP, because their homocysteine in this case could be normal, even if they have a bunch of SNPs. 
Right. And I think what you just outlined is a super important point because people hear, oh, I have an MTHFR SNP and they start wanting to do something about it without realizing what you just outlined, that our genes are not our destiny. And oftentimes we're fully compensating for it. Yeah. And you have to keep in mind too that these these genes, there's SNPs all over the place, right? We're looking at two different spots for this MTHFR gene in most cases if you're doing a genetic test. And that's completely ignoring probably the hundreds of others right. that are part of that same <laughs> gene right. that are causing no effect or maybe having an opposite effect or an effect that we don't know of. So we're still in our infancy as far as studying this. We do have some clinical associations with some of these SNPs, but keep in mind clinical association is, you know, it has its own challenges as well. And if you're not looking at the way the biochemical pathway is manifesting, then you're you're really, you're looking through it with one eye closed. Right. So don't go rushing to treat every SNP because not all of them manifest, not all of them are clinically significant. You really need to be very careful about, quote unquote, treating just a SNP without more information. Okay. So let me ask you another question. Okay. What would you do from a intervention standpoint, say if somebody did have a SNP and it was manifesting with some abnormal biomarkers in that pathway, you're concerned that it was having an effect. How can you support that? Well, it depends. And if it's specifically for a particular enzyme that is either slowing down or altering an enzyme's folding or activity, a lot of these enzymes actually have nutrient cofactors. So you can support those nutrient cofactors. In the case that you just outlined with uh, MTHFR, some people would give or count on getting from their diet the end product that bypasses that particular enzyme. You could give the end product. So in this particular case, it's 5-MTHF, 5-methyltetrahydrofolate. And that also has some problems too. And one of the reasons why I'm not a huge proponent of doing this just because somebody has a SNP is that 5-MTHF irreversibly commits methyl groups to the methylation cycle, which can theoretically imbalance the folate cycle. And then we also know that 5-MTHF inhibits the disposal of excess methyl groups. So the way it what I'm saying is that this can tend to imbalance the methylation cycle, the folate cycle, and imbalance your biochemistry overall. So that's one thing that you could do. The other thing I think of is supporting the cofactors that are required for that enzyme that you're studying. So for MTHFR, the cofactors for that enzyme are B2 and B3. So that might be a way to a little bit more gently push that pathway to create and and to compensate for the SNPs there. The other things to think about, and not even specifically related to MTHFR, is what you brought up earlier, epigenetics. And there's a lot of different things that affect your epigenetics, like your lifestyle, smoking, toxins, exercise. So there's a lot of other things you can do to optimize your health to kind of help, quote unquote, mitigate some of these SNPs that we have. Yeah, absolutely. And hormone levels, things like that. Thyroid, levels of thyroid hormone, balance between free radicals, balance between oxidized, reduced glutathione. All these things can have a tremendous impact on the biochemical pathways, aside from whether somebody has a SNP or not. Well, this is a lot of talk about genetics. Yeah. Well, let's translate this to every day, right? So there are lots of companies out there selling quote unquote genetic tests that can get right from your television. And you get pages and pages and pages of quote-unquote, mapping your genome, finding all these SNPs. And you just said, Michael, we have millions of them. 
Yes. Right? So let's just think about how long this report might be. All sorts of snips. All <laughs> so, It's a long report. And really, there's really not much to do with most of them because we all have them. But when Genova measures SNPs, yeah. we're, we're not measuring millions and millions. How do we decide which ones we care about? So we have some criteria that we use to really help us to decide and narrow down what SNPs we're going to evaluate for. And we think about prevalence, which means how frequently this occurs in the population. Mm-hmm. If something has a very, very low prevalence, maybe one in a hundred thousand people, it's pretty rare that you're going to find that in one of your patients. So it's not very helpful to pay for it and offer it. Right. Because that's just not really serving anyone. So prevalence is one thing that we look at. And then clinical relevance is the other thing that we're really focusing on. So if there's a variant, does it contribute to symptoms? Does it contribute? Does it have an effect? Does it slow down a pathway? Mm -hmm. Is it associated with clinical conditions? At the end of the day, ultimately, is what we're looking for. Because if there's a SNP and it doesn't really do anything. Who cares? Then who cares? You're just worrying your patient. Right. There's actually a lot of that going on in the genetics world where we have SNPs. And it comes back, oh, red, positive, positive, danger, danger. And then you look in the PubMed for that particular SNP and there's nothing there. Like (laughs) it's never been studied before. (laughs) So why are you doing that? Scaring people. Scare tactic. It's really confusing. So we don't do that. We don't include something on a report or suggest that somebody should order it on a patient when we don't know what it does. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, you're right, Oliver. That's a problem. And another problem is people overstating what these SNPs might actually be doing. You can't make things up. It's not how it works. That's right. Stop doing it. Thank you. Stop making things up. Public service announcement. Wow, this is like a really good refresher on SNPs and genetics. And I think it's a good place for us to start to build future episodes. But when we start at the basics, it's good. Yeah, I got fired up there first. You certainly did. You're very passionate about SNPs. I like like talking about it. (laughs) Well... I hate to say this, Michael, but I think we're at this point in the show where we should probably ask a question of the day. Oh. Oh. Yeah, yeah. We haven't done it in a while. True. And you know that I'm not a fan of the jingles, but it's a necessary evil, I guess. Oh, and well, if you're not, since you're not a fan, I mean, uh, how about this? I'll, I'll go with the short one. Oh, okay. You say that every time, and they're not short. <laughs> Does that end have to go on like that? One last note. Define have to. Was that designed that way? Of course. Oh, of course. I'll be honest, that's the least offensive to my ears of all of the jingles you have. Oh, really? That being said... It's still playing. I know. Why did you do that? Why is that an extended It's called note? Reverb. Oh, my God. All the cool kids are using Reverb. <laughs> you don't know any cool kids, Michael. Well, let me ask you the question of the day, if I may. Sure. Regarding SNPs. Yes. And just staying with this theme of basic SNPology. Well, when you someone has a SNP, they often say... I'm quote-unquote heterozygous for, or I'm homozygous for. Can Mm. you just remind us what those words mean? Sure. So think about it this way. You get genes from your your old folks, right? From your parents. Mom and dad. So you get one gene from mom, and you get one gene from dad. So what we're looking at is we talked about a a SNP as a variant, Mm -hmm. right? So do you have a SNP in the gene you got from mom? 
Do you have a snip in the gene you got from dad or from both is really what we're talking about when we're using these big words. Mm -hmm. And so when people say homozygous, that means that the snip or sorry, that means the gene they got from mom and dad look the same. So they can say homozygous negative, meaning it was negative. I didn't have a snip for the one I got from mom and from the one I got from dad, but they're, they look the same. They're homozygous negative. No variant. No variant. Also called wild type. Cool. Heterozygous means I've got one. I've got one snip. I don't know whether that snip came from mom or dad. I don't know who to blame for that. Does it matter? Yeah. I mean, sometimes. It, yeah. I get it. It's best for your therapist. But the uh, it, heterozygous means one. Homozygous, again, as I said, it means they're, they're the same. So you could be homozygous positive, meaning that both of your genes are positive for the variant, both the one you got from mom and the one you got from dad, you can take it up with both of them. Right. So that's what these different phrases mean. Homozygous negative or wild type, heterozygous, meaning you've got one, or homozygous positive, meaning you've got both variants. You know what I find interesting? What? The terminology of wild type. Like, you have no variant, so you're the wild type. Where did that come from? <laughs> it's not like wild thing. Whoa. Like, where did that come from? Well, I mean, it kind of makes sense, doesn't it? Like... The sort of like the natural evolutionary oh, wild version. Got it. Wild variety. Interesting. So I guess is where that comes from. But it's, I mean, that the terminology should actually change because what's wild is really dependent upon a person's ethnicity. Mm -hmm. And the, the frequency of these gene variants is different among different populations. It's different between Han Chinese versus Caucasian versus of African origin. So, you know, it really, really depends on from what perspective you're looking from. So it sounds like there's so many different variables that go into SNPs. Yeah, that's why we're going to have more episodes about SNPs. Yeah. Good. Well, thank you for clearing that up, Michael. You're welcome. <laughs> well, just to build on that. Yeah. You said we're going to do SNPs in the future. Yeah. Give us a teaser. Like what, what kind of SNP shows are we going to do here, Oh, Michael? man. I can think of so many <laughs> SNP shows that we're going to do. Snip we could shows. have a SNP seminar. Just nice. to enhance that alliteration, we can talk about CBS, MTR, mm. MDRR, COMT, COMT, APOE, oh TNF Alpha, Cytochrome P450s. GMT, right. This oh, is going to be fun. This is, we're going to have a snip send You're going to be a snip overload. You're going to be snipped out. <laughs> Patty, do a disclaimer. The contents of the lab report are meant for educational purposes only and are not to be misconstrued as diagnosis or treatment advice. Oh, Patsy, that's terrific. Next time on The Lab Report, I've got a new jingle for question of the day. Oh, my God. Seriously. I'm scared. Seriously. I'm nervous. Seriously. Can't wait. You've been listening to The Lab Report. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to our podcast, rate us, and leave us a review. To learn more about Genova Diagnostics, visit our website at gdx.net. There you'll find information on specific testing, educational resources, and how to connect with our show. Call us at 1-800-522-4762 or email us at podcast at gdx.net. Yeah, I bought a garbage disposal. So I'm like, oh, I can, I can put in a garbage disposal. I've actually replaced them before. Seriously? I swear. What are you doing later? What, did you get an incinerator? Oh, yeah. Badger I can five. totally do it. Incinerator. Promise. Cool. Thanks. You're welcome.